Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash The Rob Burgess Show. Over 250,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check out the podcast homepage at www.therobburgessshow.com. Check out my website at www.thisburgess.com. Welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 37th episode, our guest is Ashley Jennifer Parker. Ashley Jennifer Parker, a U.S. Coast Guard veteran, is the head of press and media for Veterans Stand for Standing Rock. And now, on to the show. Uh, We'll go ahead and tell people your name, your title, and then your role in the movement here. Okay, my name is Ashley Jennifer Parker. I am the official head of press and media for Veterans Stand for Standing Rock. I'm a former veteran from the United States Coast Guard, and I've been looped into this as a volunteer, just like everyone else who's involved in the movement. Okay. Um, And how long have you been involved with it here? Uh, Less than a week. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, So give a brief description of the situation in Standing Rock for people that don't know. So Standing Rock has a pipeline that's been basically already built. It's uh, piping oil from up near Canada down to Indiana, and the one place that it needs to cross the Missouri River has been uh, the Standing Rock Indian Reservation. Um, There are some issues there with specifics that I'm not 100% familiar with. But what's been happening is is that the the Standing Rock Reservation, the Sioux tribe that is up there, and a couple other different tribes within the Sioux Nation, have decided that they didn't want the pipeline built there for many different reasons. And they have been protesting for several months now, and they are calling themselves water protectors because they are very worried, and rightfully so, considering the fact that many of these pipelines burst and have incidents all of the time, that if they build this pipeline underneath the Missouri River, which feeds down into the main tributaries that end up serving fresh water for over 18 million people, that if there is an incident with this pipeline, that it will be a problem for everyone and also for themselves because this is their main source of water. So they have been standing up peacefully against uh, the pipeline being built for months now. And the longer they've stood fast as peaceful water protectors, the more heavily militarized police have been uh, asked to come and stop their, um, you know, situation. So I I hesitate to even call it a protest. I mean, this is their land. Uh, There have been multiple times when treaties have been disregarded, and I'm not sure of the 100% specifics, like I said, but this is a time that it looks like the treaty is not being regarded properly, and they haven't accepted any money. Apparently, there's $1.2 billion that is sitting in a trust account that they've tried to buy off the Native American um, reservation with, and uh, it's sitting there still, and they are saying that they don't want it. They just don't want the pipeline built, and it's for protection of all the people downstream. 
Okay. And why are veterans specifically showing up for, for this cause here? Well, veterans take an oath uh, when you enlist, and it ends up, and when you become an officer, that it ends up saying that we are here to protect the U.S. Constitution and the people of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And when I'm sitting at home personally watching the video of the militarized police being so brutal with their force, with rubber bullets at point-blank range, uh, throwing percussion grenades into the crowd. Um, you know, you see them spraying uh, both states did tear gas as well as pepper spray. There's tribal elders. There's old women there that are being sprayed with this. And you see them using a heavy amount of force. You see them beating people up with batons. You see them, you know, sending dogs on these people. And it becomes... Is this a war zone or is this on American soil, you know? Is this a Native American tribes being treated this way? Is this actual Americans on our own soil being treated this way? And that's, you know, something that looks like a domestic enemy to me. And I think that's why most of the veterans have wanted to get involved. We want to stop this situation from escalating to the point that becomes, you know, issues of actual death. We don't want to see that happen. And I think that militarized police, when they are faced, you know, with veterans, would have some more respect they may not have at this moment for the Native American tribes. So we're there to, to help the Native American tribes, to support the tribe, to do what the tribe asks us to do in order to put an extra buffer zone between the tribe and what they've been experiencing for the last several months and take some weight off of them and give them a respite from all of that brutality. And, you know, they've been sprayed with water cannons in 28-degree Fahrenheit weather. They're out in the middle of, you know, basically nowhere. And they don't have access to a hot, warm, you know, hospital right around the corner. So for people to treat other people like that, that's inhumane treatment. And that's unconstitutional. Mm. So um, I know that people have been sharing on Facebook their, their location. I've seen where they're supposed to say it's Standing Rock to try to, I guess, confuse the law enforcement that's gathered. Uh, do you have any security concerns about what's going to happen in the coming days here? We don't have any security concerns. Uh, two out of four, um, I would say, authorities that are there. Uh, have agreed to let us come through without a problem. Uh, we hope that the other authorities uh, also say that because they it's, it's unconstitutional for them to try to break this up. Um, and, and all of the scare tactics that have been put in the media with different, like, gossipy, you know, comments about what they're going to do. They're going to shut down this. They're going to do that. They're going to, you know, that's not anything that we are afraid of. Uh, we're all former military, and we've seen much worse. So we're still going, and the idea is to be completely peaceful. Uh, we are not allowing any weapons to come. We are not, you know, planning on doing anything that is an act of uh, aggression. But the idea is to wear uh, solid, you know, gear that will protect us and stand in solidarity with the tribe. So if they want us to do something specific, we're happy to talk to them about that, and we have people out there who are dealing with that. Um, but there is no plan specifically for any one thing, and there's no worry at our at this point with us, and there wouldn't be um, for the situation. And there is a deadline to end the protest on the fifth. Is that what they've said, or what's what's that? Currently, the Army Corps has issued a decree saying they want to clear out the sites 
where the protesters, who are called water protectors, have been camping. And this is their land, and they are able to camp where they want. So um, it becomes a serious problem when you have the Army Corps saying something of that nature. Um, this, this free speech zone that they've come up with, the entire United States is a free speech zone. We have that in our First Amendment. So for them to try to say something of that nature, I, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. And I think it's actually just sort of a scare tactic. Mm-hmm. Now, how many veterans uh, total are, are participating in this? So we opened up the rosters, and we've got 2,000 people who have registered. We have an overflow of a supporting roster right now, and that has over 500 people registered. We're hoping to continue to have a wave of people come through until at least January 1st. January 1st is when the pipeline uh, contract is supposed to run out. So if it's not built by then, hopefully it would be completely shut down. Um, We are not sure what's going to happen. We are going up there with an open mind and open heart in order to make sure that we can facilitate the best situation possible based upon what the tribe is wanting. So that is what we're doing. Okay. So I know that there's been some pleas for President Obama to intervene on your behalf, uh, behalf of the tribe and uh, the cause there. Uh, and I also know that you know President-elect Trump uh, has business interests in the pipeline. So are you worried, even if you are able to make some progress here in the next month or two, that maybe that's just going to get all wiped out? You know, once January 20th rolls around. Well, the thing to remember is that, yes, we would love it if Obama could do something uh, more vocal against this, because he seems to be a president that would support uh, the tribes uh, much more than he has. Um, But yes, when Trump becomes president, a lot of things are going to change in this country, and that's why also that we're doing this, because if the militarized police are allowed to, like I said, quote-unquote, win, if they're allowed to get away with this, if this is the way that you can quell any sort of opposition, imagine what it will be like under a person who has a tendency towards authoritarian, you know, motion. So we don't want to see, you know, our First Amendment rights and any of our rights in the Constitution taken away just because one person was able to outlast the other in some sort of a militarized police situation. And that's what we're really standing up for, is to say that that's not okay and that we didn't fight for this country in order for that type of thing to happen to anyone who's an American citizen, much less the Native tribes who have been here way before we were even here. So for us, that's that's one of the main reasons. And we have a lot of Native American veterans who are coming to help us with this from other Native American tribes all over the country. And that's something that's really exciting as well, to bridge those gaps and bring everyone together. And that's really the point of the entire situation. So we would love it if Obama could say something and do something about this and fix this. And we would hope that, you know, President Trump, if he ends up becoming President Trump, would, you know, end up uh, picking the right side of the situation. So... Well, we can, we can always hope if he does. Um, so, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. That's just me. That's just me personally. Uh, well, that's just me personally. So, um, so, I mean, I know this is a fairly young movement as far as this one issue, and, and I don't expect you to have all the answers, but is there any, you know, 
other Native American issues that that people that you're working with are concerned with. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's other things going on in the Native American community besides this pipeline. Not that this is not a big deal, but are there other th- issues mean, that you sure want to call attention to or work on? Yeah, sorry, I'm sure that there are plenty of other mm-hmm. issues. Uh, we have we have a lot of issues in this country as a whole right now. You know, Black Lives Matter is a big issue. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of problems with the current political climate. We have people that are, you know, ending family and friend relationships over what we just did in the, as far as the election is concerned. And I think that America really needs a time to heal. But I think more than anything, Americans need to be very vigilant as far as researching information and where they're getting their news from and what they're listening to and, you know, and speaking to people in their, their daily lives. When I go out in Los Angeles, I speak to the cashier here or, you know, the person I run into over here, and, I, and I'm talking to them about things that, that really matter, and I find that so many people don't do that. And, for example, with Standing Rock, I've been saying, oh, yeah, they're like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, oh, I'm going to Standing Rock. I'm doing all this stuff with the veterans, blah, blah, blah. What's Standing Rock? That's so cool. It sounds like a festival. I'm like, no, no, what? No, no, you can't. How do you not know? How do you not know? And so this is the problem that I think has gone on, and it's and it's a, it's an it's an ineducation. You know, it mm-hmm. is it is literally the fact that they are they haven't done the research, they haven't found anything out themselves. So I would urge anyone who's listening to find out what you can about any situation. Do multiple research. Research the opposition side as well. And then go and talk about it with everyone that you encounter. So when it comes to us in Standing Rock, like we would love it if everyone walking down the street knew what Standing Rock was and knew what was happening up there. Mm. Is it feasible? Probably not. But when it comes to America as a whole and future Native American issues and any other issues in this country, we need to be much more vocal and, and pick the side that is the correct side. There is clearly a correct side. In this situation, you see the unarmed water protectors being absolutely brutalized by these militarized police who are being paid for by a capitalistic company. So I don't know anyone from any different angle of politics, of background, of anything, who can think that that's the right way to go unless you have a monetary interest in that pipeline. Right. So that's that's the final answer. Right, right. Um, and as far as what people can do, I know some people have been trying to get certain places to divest from, you know, places that, like you said, invest in this. Uh, I know other people are, um, well, I mean, what can people do to help? I mean, you know, kind of say, we can't all be there. So, you know, what, what can people well, do? Well, we do have a GoFundMe page. Okay. And it's, right now I think it's 720-something thousand. Hmm. And that sounds like a lot of money to most people, and it is a lot of money. But when you divide that up between 2,000, 2,500 people, it's not that much. So it's a small amount, but if we could get, if we could raise more money, we can do more things. So that's number one. Um, I think that, you know, if anyone wants to stay in solidarity with us, I know that there's been a lot of protests scheduled for this weekend in different uh, cities all across the country. So if they want to look that up, I know that there's Facebook event pages and things of that nature. So we would love it if people also got out this weekend and decided to do something, get on the street and protest. I mean, protesting is one of our rights as Americans, and it's one of the clearest ways to show how serious you are, because anyone can tweet around on social media or make comments. But getting off of your ass and doing something and actually going out there and motivating within groups, you know, if you can put together a group of people who are like-minded within your community and get together for discussions and take on challenges within your local community. I mean, these are all things that people can do to help further the correct movements in this country rather than being apathetic and not doing anything. 
Right. Well, definitely send me the link to that GoFundMe, and I'll share it around here. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And you can follow us on Twitter at VeteranStand. So we have a Twitter account there, and you can follow that for news. It'll have the GoFundMe page listed, all of that. So at VeteranStand is our Twitter account. Okay, great. Well, is there anything else I didn't uh, ask you about that you want to get in there here? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. You <laughs> pretty, a, pretty decent questionnaire there. <laughs> well, uh, you packed a lot in uh, to the short time we have. And, uh, well, good luck and, you know, stay safe. And we'll definitely keep on this story uh, for as long as it needs to be. So. Thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.